Welcome, friends. I'm Reverend Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for February 11, 2024. Today's Gospel lesson is from Mark chapter 9, verses 2 to 9, the Transfiguration of Jesus. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. New International Version it may be that reading this account of Christ's transfiguration, or metamorphosis, seems a bit strange, even confusing. Perhaps you have no categories of thought to explain such an encounter. In a Peanuts cartoon, Charlie Brown, Lucy, and Linus were lying on their backs looking at the sky. Lucy says, If you use your imagination, you can see lots of things in the cloud formations. What do you think you see, Linus? Linus replied, Well, those clouds up there look to me like the map of the British Honduras on the Caribbean. That cloud up there looks like a little like the profile of Thomas Eakins, the famous painter and sculptor. And that group of clouds over there gives me the impression of the stoning of Stephen. I can see the Apostle Paul standing there to one side. Lucy responds, Uh-huh, that's very good. What do you see in the clouds, Charlie Brown? To which Charlie Brown replied, Well, I was going to say a ducky and a horsey, but I changed my mind. Maybe your spiritual life seems more like Charlie Brown than Linus. Compared to the experiences of others, you have not had any defining moments of ecstasy. No shining Jesus in front of you, or no spectacular vision of Christ. Perhaps your life seems rather mundane and ordinary in light of the many stories we have in the Gospels of Jesus doing the miraculous. Most of life is lived in the daily grind. In the monotony of life, we need some hope, an occasional mountaintop experience that helps us glimpse into the future of what it will be like someday when the kingdom of God comes in its fullness. Christ's transfiguration came after a hard, frank discussion Jesus had with the disciples about his impending death. Jesus was upfront with them, saying that he must suffer, be rejected, and killed. But in three days, he will rise again. The disciples did not want to hear this. Peter even rebuked Jesus for saying it. In response, Jesus said, 
If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Jesus identified himself as the suffering servant, the one who must suffer and die. Yet he is also the one to be glorified. For Jesus, there has to be suffering before glory. And it's the same for us. The Christian life includes walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But it is also punctuated with mountaintop experiences that give us hope. The nature of the Christian journey is up and down, with both the mountain and the valley as spiritual realities of great importance. We may have a lot of questions about Christ's transfiguration. Jesus had a metamorphosis smack in front of the disciples' eyes. Why? What's the significance of this? Was it just a demonstration to get their attention? Why are Moses and Elijah there? What's really going on? Jesus intentionally took Peter, James, and John up the mountain to have this experience. Up to that point, a lot of rumors were circulating about Jesus, that maybe he was Elijah come back, or some other prophet, perhaps even Moses himself. But Moses and Elijah showing up next to Jesus meant that Jesus is not them. In the Old Testament, Moses was used by God to deliver the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt and to bring them to the Promised Land. Centuries later, Elijah was used by God to bring about a great repentance of the people from the false god Baal and a mighty revival to the exclusive worship of the Lord. As good as Moses and Elijah were, having them with Jesus on the mountain meant that it gets even better with Christ. Jesus is the Messiah, the true deliverer who saves people from their sins. What's more, Jesus is the ultimate revivalist, bringing truth, grace, and the love of God to people, calling them from legalistic religion back to the true worship of God. Deliverance and revival were integral integral to Christ's earthly ministry, and Jesus expects his followers to do the same. In Christian ministry, there will be suffering, because we must take up our cross. There will also be glory, experiencing and seeing deliverance from sin that comes with revival. When I was in college, a group of us Christians met each week for encouragement and prayer. For a two-year period, at least one person a week was added to our group, having had a dramatic conversion to Christ. That was an incredible time of being on the mountain with Jesus, seeing him manifested in all his glory through changing people's lives. Yet inevitably, we descend to the valley. What goes up must come down, and how we handle the valley is crucial. On the mountain, things seemed effortless, but in the valley, it's all different. Coming off the mountain may lead to various temptations, like wishing you were back on the mountain, looking back to some golden age where everything seemed so great, 
and people were enthused and excited about God and the group you were in. Yet there are times when the revival fires wane and the glory departs. Then what? God's word to us today, given by God the Father, is, This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. Here is what Jesus has said to us, as recorded by the evangelist Mark. These are things for us to listen to. The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Mark 1.15 Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Mark 1.17 It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Mark 2.17 Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Mark 4.40 If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark 8.34 Everything is possible for him who believes. Mark 9.23 If anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. Mark 9.35 I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Mark 10.15 The Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Mark 10.33-34 for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10.45 I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Mark 11, 24-25 My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mark 15, 34 Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Mark 16, 15 If you have had a mountaintop experience with Jesus, let that encounter give you the drive and the hope to keep carrying the bucket through the valley without living in the past. If you have never been on the mountain, then today listen to Jesus and follow what he says. If you are vexed in your spirit, go to Jesus, listen to him, do what he says. Know the word of the Lord and bank on it for our light and momentary suffering will result in praise, honor, and glory when Jesus Christ is revealed. Amen.